Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today is going down right here. Fantasy Sports Today right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dean Martinez, the spitting statistician, and Mike Blewett. We're going to spend the next hour with you breaking down what we saw last night in the Pacific Northwest and telling you what to expect with the rest of the games in Week 11, a big-time week in the NFL and in the fantasy football season. Listen, within most formats, you've got three weeks left for a playoff push. So if you're 5-5, five and five, if you're 6-4, and four, if you're 4-6 and six and have a good amount of points, this is critical time for you. So we're going to break it all down right here. It's Dane Martinez and Wu-Tang aficionado Mike Blewett, my you know man. It. Yeah, oh boy, that's all over the network. And Russell Wilson last night. How about and, that? Yeah, absolutely. The uh, Seattle Seahawks get a W, 27-24. to 24. Um, You know, Russell Wilson does go for 225 yards and a touch and two touchdowns. But Mike, the big thing I was talking about with Scotty last hour, they continue the same pattern. The Seahawks run the ball 35 times. They throw the ball 31 times and all members of that running back committee get involved. Carson, after fumbling on his first run, they go back to him 17 for 83 and a touchdown. Rashad Penny though, Looking spry in that 30-yard run. He looked pretty good at times. Maybe twisted an ankle but came back. And they trusted Mike Davis to salt it away at the end and be a little bit in the passing game. This is a yeah. huge committee in well, Seattle, huh? That, that's the first thing that uh, pops to mind for me is that uh, why did they punt that ball? Mm. There's no, I don't care what yard line you're on. They're running out the clock. Yeah. If you don't stop them. <clears throat> Excuse right. me. You got to go and for it. Right. Because they're just going to run they it out. They had to go for it. He threw a bad pass on third down. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Let's not panic. It's Aaron Rodgers. This is how we win games. But that's what's at the heart of all of this for me. As I was thinking about it this morning, watched the game late last night. I had a function, okay. and then I ended up watching the game sort of after everybody had probably gone to bed. I, I stayed up and, mm-hmm. and watched it. And <clears throat> it is perplexing to me that they're going into every year and be like, well, Aaron's going to bail us out. Well, then what happens when he breaks his collarbone? Uh, we're just going to miss the playoffs and be terrible. Uh, what happens when he hurts his knee in week two? Well, uh, he's going to stumble around for five weeks, and then we'll figure it out eventually, or, or he'll figure it out eventually and win a bunch of games for us. And the reality is they can't go on the road and win. 
and good te- teams that go on the road and can't win <clears throat> aren't good. Teams that go on the road and, that, and can't win aren't very good. It means their defense right. doesn't travel or an aspect of their offense doesn't travel. And clearly, we know the passing offense is relatively fine. Adams can dominate and Rodgers can dominate. Now, last night's stats aren't, they're not dominant stats, but he was efficient. You know, it's 67% of passes and 332 and two touchdowns. I'll take that every week. But sure. uh, to be frank, a, a lot of guys are putting up those kinds of numbers every week. I'm not blaming Aaron Rodgers for this. I'm blaming this on the fact that they ran the ball 13 times for 48 yards. And they scored three points in the second half. And they can't stop Seattle in the fourth quarter when they need to. And why, on God's green earth, would you punt there? I just got to come back to it. No, I, I, I hear you. You know uh, that they're going to run out the clock. You're absolutely right. And so that could be poor management. The other thing that I think is a flag, can I say, for the Green Bay Packers, you know, Blewett, you hear me talk about the fantasy herd all the time. And you also hear me say all the time, what's good for the real NFL team is not necessarily good for the fantasy team and vice versa. The Packers are not a herd anymore. And that I think is bad for their real team too. There's not many options. There's Devontae Adams, who is a true stud, 10 for 166. You have an ascending Aaron Jones, but after that, you know, Geronimo Allison on IR, (laughs) Randall Cobb, everything's catching up to him. I think we saw yesterday guys like Marcus Valdez Scantling, guys like Equimineus St. Brown and others are not necessarily ready just yet to step on it up. This being Devontae Adams and not a whole lot else in the past game, there was no other wide receiver that had more than one catch for Green Bay. Granted, Aaron Jones gets five out of the backfield, and granted, Jimmy Graham left the game, but it looks to me like Rodgers' options are also narrowing, and that's not a good thing for the Packers' offense. And I understand that they had some explosive plays, you know, in particular Carson Bumbles, they throw the 54-yard touchdown. Oh, yeah. Uh, Almost immediately, but which is beautiful, by the way, a great play by Rogers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Guy's first career catch, I believe. Uh, Tanya's first career catch for a touchdown. So Seattle ran 69 offensive plays last night. Uh, Can you gather a guess as to how many the Packers ran? Uh, I can do the math because uh, I'm yeah, staring yeah. at the box score, but okay. far less. It looks like uh, it looks 48. like forty. Yeah, there you go. So, there you go. but it's indicative of what we're talking about. I get that explosive plays can and can drive that total play number down, mm-hmm. but sure. they needed to control the ball a little bit more. And if Aaron Jones is having a great week last week. Um, maybe he, maybe we carry the ball more than 11 times. Obviously, he touched the ball 16 times, so they're getting him involved sure. in the offense. But, you know, they ran the ball 13 times. One of them is an Aaron Rodgers three-yard scramble. So I, I, I'm just frustrated by that, I guess. I, I'm, I was never the one that thought, ah, let's blow it up and get rid of McCarthy. But, and I, I, I do blame him for not going on fourth down there. I think it's a really mm-hmm. terrible call. You, I mean, how many times have people, certainly yeah. in the fantasy And also the NFL is trending the other it. direction, right? That's what I'm the saying. NFL is trending the other way. They're going for it more and more. They're going for Pat it on their Shermer, own side of the field. Pat Shermer, who's as old school as you're going to get, right. is up there telling Pete, telling reporters that the analytics show that I go for two when I'm down 15. It gives me a better right. chance to win the game. And he's right. So I know there's people out there that still think he was wrong there. He wasn't. But I, I, it boggles my mind that you have the best quarterback 
in the entire league, and you can't go for fourth and two when you know that they're going to be in a situation where they can run out the clock. And what did they do? All they did was get a first down. One first down. And called yep. it a day. That was it. There was only a few minutes left. I, it, I really was shocked in the moment. I actually, so full disclosure, like I, I know I, I watched it after everybody, but when I initially came home, the game was still on. So mm-hmm. I sat down like live for the last eight minutes or so while I saw the Seattle sure. touchdown. Rock little Ed Dixon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I saw ostensibly coming back, and then he punts it. I was just like, I didn't have the energy. I was too tired to go on Twitter, but I'm sure it was exploding <laughs> by fantasy football analysts talking about it. So uh, I just don't know at this point what the Packers can do. I can appreciate the fact mm-hmm. that they have – Acquired some young defensive talent, and Kenny Clark got hurt last night. But yeah. uh, they, Jair they Alexander made an, a couple right. another nice plays. Yeah, so they they drafted a couple of corners to get rid of Ha Clinton Dix. But you know why did it get to the point where that they were so bereft of talent in the defensive backfield for the mm-hmm. last four years that they had to do this? And like, let's just throw two rookie corners out there. It can't be any worse. Like, all right. I guess they can't right. be any worse, but you know, what are we doing here? They haven't won a road game since 2017. Wow. Lost yeah, I mean, it's definitely 0-5. Mm-hmm. And everyone, it seems like the organization just thinks that Aaron Rodgers can, you know, drag everything, uh, drag this whole franchise to the promised land. I want to ask you one crazy question about the Packers here, Blewett. Uh, yesterday, you know how we were talking about your fear of potentially A.J. Green getting shut down? Yeah. Could you see a un- – I mean, the Packers are now 4-5-1. and one. They, in essence, need to run the table to be relevant. If they lose one or two more games, could you see a universe where Aaron Rodgers is not on the field for your fantasy championship? I could, but I think he will hang in there for as long as possible. I think you saw last year he's coming off the broken collarbone. He clearly wasn't yeah. 100% coming back. I think he just wants but to they be were still there. But they were still in it, though. I know. I know they were technically. I, I do think it would be if they are absolutely eliminated and it's weak. Right. Yeah, and it's week. Let's 16. say they're five, seven, and one. Let's say they're five, seven, and one going into week fifteen. Uh, at the Bears, I, I think he plays yeah. that game. If okay. if they then lose that and they're five, eight, and one, uh, and For week they're sixteen, going to, your championship. And they're going to the Jets. I think you better stream somebody quick. Or I, I honestly, no. I think it's a good point to make. But in the weeks ahead, I think you have to angle for a second quarterback. I'll tell you, for example, I, I, in the league that I'm in with your buddy James, yeah, I'm uh, I'm eight and two. Uh, my team's okay. good; it's not dominant. I'm just I have a good record, and people haven't scored a lot of points against me. I'll be the first sure. one to admit. Like my team's good. I, I don't luck. think I don't, I don't necessarily think I'm the best team, um, but I have Matty Ice, and he's been in there for a while. But I also have Roethlisberger. I did that uh, to hedge a little bit at the beginning of the year because, you know, Mm -hmm. I had strong feelings about Matty Ice, but it doesn't mean I'm a uh, a soothsayer. You know, I have to hedge a little bit. You two of the guys in that tier, yeah. And for just through bye weeks and all this other kind of stuff, and because Ben was playing really well, I've actually kept him on the roster. It's pretty rare for me. Like, I'm usually willing to cut loose a second quarterback, but I'm now not going to release anybody back into the wild. Matty Ice, clearly not. Ben is a top five fantasy quarterback yep. for much of the year, so I'm hanging on to both of them just in case. Playing defense. Yeah, that's right. That's I don't want anybody else right. to don't have them. want to give them. these people options. Yeah, I don't want yep. anybody else to have them. So that's why I think it's a great point. You have to be wary of Rodgers playing the full year. We don't know. 
is his knee a little bit better than it was? Sort of seemed Maybe. like it, but we don't know that for sure. And he may be right. in a ton of pain. And yeah. if he's completely eliminated, it may just not be worth playoffs, it, right? It may just not yeah. be worth it come December, That's based right. on where the Packers are. Yeah, like he's and if they're going to take a long term view. What's the yeah. weather going to be here on December 23rd? It might be horrendous. It can't be any worse than it was yesterday, though, Mike. I'll tell you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. At some point, fun. you know, at some point, do they, you know, lose the battle to win the war, right? This franchise is tied to Aaron Rodgers for the foreseeable future. They are going to go as far as number 12 takes them. That's Why? my problem, though, Dane. What's up? Why is it can't? He's the best quarterback in the league. He's one of the best yeah. I've ever seen play. It's a Hall of Fame quarterback. It's all on him. We can't just yeah. roll the ball out and be like, well, Aaron's going to save us in the fourth quarter. All right. So you didn't go on yeah, fourth I, down. How is he saving you now? I hear you. I hear you. I agree. So so what are, are you saying that uh, they need to look at McCarthy? I mean, there's always – it seems to me this Aaron Rodgers-McCarthy – Yeah, go ahead. But I was just going to say, it seems like that relationship has its ups and its downs. You know what I mean? I think so. Yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers is pretty strong-headed. And I, sure. He's good at what he does. But sure. and I think he's not afraid to tell McCarthy what's up. It's good that they have a relationship that is, uh, I, I guess I, I would call it collaborative, but open enough that they can uh, maybe have some disagreements. And he can say, why did you get rid of uh, – TJ uh-huh. Lang, my guard, or, or whatever, uh-huh, yeah. Clinton Dix, or what you know, he, he can ask those questions. But um, at the end of the day, it is upon general managers to acquire the talent. Uh, McCarthy is always going to have a say in that. You don't really want your quarterback picking players, but it, it gets yeah. to the point where you can't just expect Brady and Rodgers. And I see this a lot with the Lions. I thought this for years on the Lions. That's why they're going through an interesting culture change now, and they're pretty bad this year. But I think for a long time, the Lions Mm -hmm. believed that Stafford was really good and can win a lot of games for them. Well, then what happens? You're in close games all the time in the fourth quarter, and I don't care what team you are. If you're in tight games all the time in the fourth, there's a lot of coin flips out there. You know what I mean? Yep. Last night was a coin flip, and they didn't rely on Rodgers at the end. They thought their defense would get a big stop. I don't know why, because you had given up 130 yards rushing prior to punting the ball. So um, my, my point there is that you have to acquire talent to make sure that Rodgers is in an even better position, not that he's bailing the team out every week. They're 0-5 on the yeah, road. Yeah, so, uh, so what, about, uh, what about throwing some money at Le'Veon Bell in the offseason? We talked about that. Yeah, but is Aaron Jones is not the problem, though. Yeah, that's, that's it's exactly what I was going to say. So I, right. I, you may, I paused to think about it, but that's exactly what I was going to say. You're right. Yeah, I, I don't think he is the problem. I, you know, maybe it's another yeah. offensive lineman. Maybe it's a playmaking. You think Blake Martinez is like all-world linebacker? He's he puts up stats, but it's because they're giving up well, 69 plays. Blake yeah, Martinez is a really Martinez, good IDP. So. <laughs> He's also not the problem. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fair but, enough. No, I hear you. Where I, would you address I, it? Where would you go? Just, like the Packers, let's say, are going to pick 15th in the draft this year. What's their priority? Stinks. Um, What's their priority? Linemen? Protect Aaron Rodgers? Not They made that. a defensive investment in the secondary last year. Yeah, you know, yeah, they made an yeah, investment yeah. at wideout already. You know, they want to play it out with St. Brown and Valdez Scantling, who both only had one catch, you know, yesterday. But so what, what are you prioritizing in the offseason to support Aaron Rodgers? 
um, I I think you have to go trenches or another yeah. playmaking linebacker because uh, Clay Matthews the ro- you know, he's I'm not saying he's sure. at the end of the road, but you have to. And he puts his body weight on everybody, Mike. He's just putting his body weight on everybody. That's unfortunate. You Plus, know? he was in the movie Pitch Perfect, which my wife loves, so I have to give him <laughs> Absolutely. credit Absolutely. And Bakhtiari and Beluga there, their two tackles are yeah. strong. You yeah. know what I mean? So maybe some interior line help, maybe some other linebacker uh, on the both defensive sides. side of the ball. Yeah, like a yeah, playmaking absolutely. linebacker would be interesting to me. Uh, it's always easy to say. As far as what you said about coaching change, uh, I think that's always knee-jerk, uh, but I do think yeah. it's going to be something that's looked at. He's been there a long time. He's been there more than That's what I was going to say. Could it just be in the category like Marvin Lewis and Harbaugh where like just been there for a while and it might just be time? It's been time for Marvin, and they signed him to a two-year extension. And Harbaugh, yeah. from what I understand, is planning for life beyond the Ravens already. Like, yep. I, I think there's, hot. A, there's an exit. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I think it's by his own doing. Like, I think he's – Yeah, him and Ozzie Newsome is going out at the same yeah. time, you know. If I were him, I'd, I'd probably consider that too because I can get a job in five minutes, and the guy that right. I trust completely to build a team – is retiring. Right. So why yep. why don't I just go do this somewhere else where I can get handpicked by an owner? Right. And they're going to go to Lamar and rebuild anyway. Yeah. You know, so, they're going back to the bottom part of the cycle anyway. Terrell right? Suggs is going to so. retire. Eric Weddle's going right. to retire. It's, it's time. You know, it's moving time. On. Totally agree. So yeah. as far as the game, just breaking down uh, what the game looked like, Aaron Jones actually has a great game because he gets in the end zone twice. It's 16 yep. touches. 103 yards, the two touchdowns, six targets to him, Dane. So Aaron Jones has become a really big-time pickup or stash, mm-hmm. depending on what league you're in, uh, in the back half of this Packers season. And it's clear that they're making him part of the offense. It's what made uh, – I know the fumble has highlight, highlighted the exit for Ty Montgomery, but I think to some extent it was also because – they didn't want any more bodies in the way. It's Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams as a backup. Yeah, I agree. Aaron Jones with over 20 fantasy points. He is a thing, as it were. And to our other point, right, about the help for Aaron Rodgers, maybe they're going to see if they can discover him as that back. Uh, I think he's an RB2 going forward. And remember, Blewett, I picked the Seahawks minus three as one of my official picks. They seem to know what they're doing in Vegas making the spreads, huh? Yeah, oh, it was three? I thought you had the hook. Yeah. I thought you lost on the hook. I said oh, I, was, I got it at three. I said I would take Aaron Rodgers with the three points, but like you said, they're building new buildings out there every day. My friend. They know what so they're we'll, doing. Man. <laughs> we'll come back. We'll talk. Uh, we'll highlight some games for this week, and then we'll do some picks in the third segment. It's Mike and Dane complaining about Aaron Rodgers after this. DailyRoto.com. Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build an optimized lineup for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. We're back. It's a football Friday on FST. Thanks for joining us on TuneIn on iHeart, 
on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network as a kid. Mike McCarthy on the hot seat after punching away Packers last night. Just reading that headline. Oh, really? On pro, on pro Look football. at you. I had the curve. On pro I had the curve. Pro Football Talk. They published that, I guess, earlier today. So, yeah, it was fourth and two, down three, four minutes, 20 seconds left in the fourth quarter. Uh, he said after the game that he played the numbers when he decided to punt. Uh, it says here it's hard to imagine what he was thinking of. Anyone with a passing understanding of analytics would say he should have gone for it, as I just spent many Well, you have an understanding of uh, the analytics, Blue. And the other stat, if he so. said he was looking at the numbers, one of the numbers he should have looked at was that his team gave up 121 one yards on the ground every game right. and that the Seahawks run the ball more than get, any guy right. and I that just they only needed here. one that's first not down. The numbers. That's yeah. right. That's they didn't numbers. get that stop they need and then they run it out. Russell one first down and Russell Wilson kneeling it three times and you're four, five and one on the outside looking in, Mike. Really silly. Just a silly decision. So uh, I'll just break down the rest of this game and then we'll get into some spotlight games and, and games for the weekend. So uh, Devontae Adams, 10 of ten catches on 12 targets, 166 yards. We said Rodgers, 332 and two scores. Russell Wilson, 225 and two scores. Only ran it five times for 17 yards, so he didn't get much there. Uh, you know, average. Uh, it's it's weird to, to see 332 and two and call it average, but that's where we're at now. That's just where we're at. Yep. I, I, I highlighted it on game-time decisions I was on for a segment on Monday. Matt Ryan was, he had like almost identical numbers. I think he threw for 330 and two scores last week, and he was the 12th mm-hmm. quarterback last weekend. Yeah. It just goes it's to the show state of the, NFL the, in the kind of numbers that get put up, up get put up now. Yeah. So Robert Tunyon, who is not fantasy relevant yeah. before, <laughs> during, or after that, He's did still catch not, a 54-yard exactly. touchdown pass. Chris Carson, uh, Dane mentioned, 17 of 83. Touchdown. Nice to see him get the shot after the really costly fumble. Um, a Tyler Lockett, 5 for 71. I actually started him in a league last night, and I got, I don't know. I, you can't call it lucky, but he picked up a lot of yardage on that last scoring drive. So yeah, he was not a, a non-factor before that. So, uh Beyond that, Rashad Penny, you mentioned 8 for 46, and really nobody else was fantasy relevant. Is Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin got his first touchdown. I missed that. He's sitting on my bench in the GST League. For a touchdown. I have Doug Baldwin in my Dynasty League. I play him every week. But I didn't take shares of Doug Baldwin this year because of that. I always assume, well, I have the one share that he's got a right. knee injury coming in. You don't want so to be pot committed with a knee injury. <laughs> yeah, I just passed on Doug Baldwin. I say this all the time. I just pass on guys that I know are injured. I'm just going yeah. to. I uh, want to deal with it weeks a week. Yeah. Suspensions are one thing, and I, you know, I, I'm I have some Edelman and some Ingram, so I I, I got through that. But right. if a guy's coming in with a knee injury and he's talking about uh, maybe I'll be 85 percent, I'll. I'll they're drafting next year then. Like, you know, that's just how I am. Yeah. And so. the suspension's more clearly defined. You know what it is. Whereas yeah, the, exactly the injuries right. linger. Yeah, I had Baldwin on my bench in the GST league. Did you have Le'Veon Bell in any leagues, by the way? I didn't ask you that the other day. 
Um, I had Le- in my long-term dynasty league. I've owned Le'Veon Bell ever since his rookie year, and I picked up John Connor late last year as a handcuff. So the only place I own Le'Veon Bell, I also, I also own James Connor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I said. John, you said John Connor, like uh, the Terminator. Um, yeah. yeah. No. No. So the also only place I own Bell. Fullback. Correct. Rex Ryan loved to talk about it on Hard Knocks, but uh, yeah. So the only place I own Bell, I also own Connor. Got it. Okay. So uh, where do we go next? What is the game that we should talk about first, Dane? We talked about a few yesterday, um, but uh, and again, we'll do our picks in the third segment. But uh, all right. So I got a game. I'll let you pick the game. Let's talk AFC North battle. Cincinnati Baltimore because we don't know who's playing quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens Mike and that could have a significant impact you know do you want to stream the Cincinnati defense against RG3 even with they're firing their defensive coordinator like what do you like that's the game I think is interesting and I think it's very interesting on one side AJ Green out Joe Mixon added to the injury report on the other side we don't know who's playing quarterback. It could be the start of the Lamar Jackson era, but he missed it with a stomach illness, you know. So do they really put the kid out there uh, if he's missed practice? Like, we could be staring RG3 in the face. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it would be a spot for you to stream the Bengals. But... <laughs> they just gave up 500 yards. Back the to first back team, stuff. three weeks in a row. The first team in NFL history to do that. 500 yards. That's why they fired Terrell Austin. And he is a guy, by the way, that is interviewed for a number of head coaching jobs. So hmm. I would imagine that his star is falling uh, at where it was rising a couple of years ago. So, yeah, so I'm out on the Bengals. I, I, I think it's fair to ask that question, but I'm officially out. Um, in that game, like you said, it could be – we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. Bob Andy Griffin. G- Bobby Griffin. Bobby G. So – Andy Dalton passed for 265 with four touchdowns uh, versus zero picks in their last meeting. Is seven touchdowns with zero interceptions and a 98 rating in his past two versus Baltimore. So Andy Dalton has actually played really well. And in his last five against divisional opponents, 13 passing touchdowns, Dane. No picks. So Andy Dalton has been sharp against AFC North opponents. And I know he has been the type I wonder of how many of them to are to A.J. Green. Great point. Uh, (laughs) what's Tyler Boyd going to be up to? He had 91 and a touchdown in their last meeting, uh, aiming for his third in a row versus Baltimore with a receiving touchdown. So, uh, yeah, there are injury concerns in this game. Um, Dalton has been the type of guy that people have streamed and certainly been using in Superflex. Do you think, though, because of what you mentioned, are you kind of out on Dalton without A.J. Green? Yeah. Yes, I am, because Joe Mixon is also questionable, and I think we have seen that while we all love the Tyler Boyd story, right, I don't know that he's that dude to step up in this situation and be like that number one guy when he's starting to get the attention. You know, I do think it's interesting at 7000 on FanDuel, you know, because they, they, they haven't priced in, you know, A.J. Green's injury necessarily, but, you know, this – this could be a team that is bereft of weapons. Um, you know, C.J. Uzuma has kind of defecated the mattress a couple of, for his last couple of weeks as well. Um, and Baltimore is a strong defense. So, yeah, I don't, know, I don't know where the production comes from in Cincinnati. 
Yeah. Uh, speaking of DFS, I, I think everybody's loading up on the Giants. It's fair to say. Uh, I'm stacking Eli Manning, Manning and Odell Beckham in my lineup. Absolutely. I think, <laughs> I think you're not going to be alone. I think there'll be yeah. some heavy ownership uh, on Saquon and Odell and uh, yep. everybody else. So uh, that should be interesting. So uh, other games to take a look at. Um, the Panthers trying to put the Lions away uh, for the rest of the year, which probably bring a smile to my face since I have the Lions under uh, under eight, I believe is where I have the Lions. So uh, that's getting there. that's getting close. Um, but you know, Chris McCaffrey, we're, we're going to see there. Cam Newton is obviously a start. Uh, Matt Stafford is really not paced with the other top quarterbacks in fantasy this year. Right. He's right around Andy Dalton's range and. Right. The other component is, I, I think, is on Johnson a guy that you're going to roll out there, or is that uh, dependent on your options? Uh, he's my RB2 this week in, my, in my, uh, my, the league that I care in most. Granted, I have Sonny Michelle on a bye. Um, but, no, I think on Johnson is a week-to-week RB2 right now. Going back to the DFS angle, though, I like Kenny Galladay this week. Blew it. I like him at 6,400. You know, Marvin Jones is banged up. They traded away Golden Tate. To me, if Marvin Jones misses this, this could be a heavy target opportunity for Kenny Galladay. One thing I would ask you, I know sometimes we do the snap counts. I think they're using Theo Riddick in how they used to use Golden Tate in a little while, you know, somewhat. They're see, I'm seeing Riddick in the slot at times. Uh, he went 6 for 60 last yeah. week. I'd yep. be interested to see, and I know maybe you don't have him right there. I'd be interested to see, you know, we do snap counts. I'd be interested to see how many times Theo Riddick and Kerryon Johnson are on the field together for the Lions. Yeah, I can find that. Give me a moment. Uh, as we're uh, so when you're doing first. that, Kenny Galladay, Kenny Galladay, in my opinion, is an interesting DFS play, especially if Marvin Jones is a little bit banged up as they kind of rediscover how do they want to play. Um, and the Carolina Panthers are 22nd in the NFL against the pass, so they're not necessarily a pass defense that scares you. I think Kenny Galladay is real interesting, and I would love to see both Riddick and Johnson on the field. I think that makes them the, their most dynamic self. Yeah, I mean, last week, uh, if you want to take a look at uh, the Lions for last week, um, on Johnson, 55 snaps. That was 71% of the plays that they mm. ran. Theo Riddick was 46% of the plays nice. that they ran. Uh, at 46, so sorry, be the Venn diagram has got to be there. 59% of their offensive snaps. So they were probably on right. the field together uh, a fair amount. But uh, nonetheless, Riddick out there for a lot of snaps. And I think you made the point. Once, once Tate was gone, it wasn't. It was going to be that Riddick was going to fulfill that role, not necessarily that his targets would go to the wide receivers, the other two. Mm-hmm. And, and Riddick has really stepped in, and I, I think he'll be an asset for the rest of the year. I have not really picked him up, and I didn't target him as much this year because of the fact that they had the three wideouts that I thought were viable, and I right. thought it was going to hurt Theo Riddick. Now with one of them gone, it does bring right. him back into the mix. So if he's out there on any of your waiver wires, which is unlikely at this point, I still would take a shot at him depending on who you're cutting. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I actually uh, put in a claim for Theo Riddick in a, in a uh, league and was beaten out by it. But I also want to make the point here, I think there's a domino effect as it relates to Carry On Johnson, Mike. I think that, yes, Tate is, excuse me, 
um, Riddick will fill some of that Golden Tate role. And if this makes sense, I now think Kerryon Johnson will fill some of the old Theo Riddick role, making Kerryon Johnson more of a three-down back. So to go back and close the loop on this to answer your original question, that's part of the reason why I do, in fact, like Kerryon Johnson as an RB2. Yeah, just to pivot to some other injury news, James Conner was a full participant in practice on Thursday for the second straight day. So I don't know that he's officially been pulled out of concussion protocol, but it's obviously progressing well. They wouldn't have him in full practices unless uh, that was still a pro- if that was still a problem. So uh, Packer, uh, Atlanta, uh, Matt kicker Matt Bryant was a full participant. So you get uh, a pretty solid kicker back in the mix. Uh, Viking safety Andrews and Deho did not practice again. Uh, you got guys like Thielen and Anthony Barr and Xavier Rhodes and Mike Remmers all limited. I think they, frankly, they are just trying to rest guys at this point. Cornerback uh, Jalen Mills sat out practice on Thursday. He plays for the Eagles. I bring that up because we talked earlier in the week how they lost Ronald Darby. You need to keep tracking to see who the Eagles have at defensive mm-hmm. back. It is a bloodbath out there for them. They've played terribly, and now they're very injured. So uh, not a great place for them to be stepping into. Uh, playing new no. uh, of all the teams you'd want to play without a full set of defensive backs, I think this one would probably be dead last in New Orleans. So uh, this would be a stunner. Ah, I wouldn't want to go to Arrowhead either. It's <laughs> just a fair point, but uh, <laughs> they're both fast tracks for the home teams. But they've scored forty plus points in five games in twenty eighteen. Became the third team in NFL history to score forty plus points in five of its first nine games of the season. That is the New Orleans Saints, and they're going down there with not a full load of people. So, I mean, do you think the Saints are going to put away the Eagles season here, or is the NFC East enough of a mess that even at 4-6 and six, they still have a shot? I would let you know that the King, Scott Engel, had this game as one of his picks. He thinks that the Eagles will keep it close enough to take the, you know, I think it's between a touchdown and 10, um, depending on where you go. I see it at 8 in the FanDuel Sportsbook. He's taking the Eagles plus the 8 or 9, whatever it is. Um, I just think it's almost impossible to keep up with the Saints in that building. The question is, will it be a one-score or a two-score game to me? You know what I mean? Drew Brees, Mike, is completing 77% of his passes. It's absolutely ridiculous. Okay, right now, he has my MVP vote. Of course. Who the hell else? Well, I mean, that could be the Patty Ball, Pat Pat Mahomes. Yeah, it's close. I'll give you that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, maybe a Ram. Um, I would also love, and I, I know it's probably a tier below this, but I would also love Philip Rivers to get some consideration this year. Yeah, I think we got a long way to go to decide that, right? Like, fair. say the Chargers. Fair, fair, fair. Like, uh, I think the Chargers keep ripping off wins, and they win that NFC right. West. If they go thirteen and three, West, which is rather. still possible. Right, right, right. Yeah, then Phil Rivers is in the mix. It's just if the Saints are think- fourteen and two. Yeah, I think Breeze is in pole position, though. Yeah, Yeah. I think Breeze is in pole position. Could be a little sentimental part of it as well. Yeah, I I think you're right. I I think people are more sentimental towards Breeze generally than they are towards Rivers. Yeah, Rivers (laughs) played in a a small market coverage kind of market for a long period of time. Yep. I I think people that are saying, ah, he's always yelling and talking trash and all that kind of stuff just don't. I think they overreact a little bit. Yeah, he talks a lot of smack, but the guy is really on the straight and narrow. Like, 
Oh, he's absolutely. a very religious guy. Boy, does he love him some Jesus. I'll tell yeah, you that. He he's down with JC. And There's no doubt. He what has he got, like 11 kids? He thinks his mission in life is to I procreate, not to play football. I think it's, I think it's seven. But okay. Oh, that was Cromarty with 11. A lot. Sorry. Yeah. Wow, come on. Very different people. It's a tough comparison to make. Excuse me. Excuse I'm me. I'm just saying. Phil Rivers is just, it's like. He's married and he's raising a family. Antonio Cromartie. Yeah, it's got a different kind a of continuum. He's got a lot going I hear on. You. Not necessarily I hear critical, you. but let's just not have you know. Anyway, I, I don't go down that rabbit hole. So, <laughs> but I, I think people think he's uh, nasty or, or, or something. Right. Or just, no, I hear you. you. Know, he's too much. He won't win the popular talk. vote. Yeah, but I, I'm sure like. When you see him interviewed, he's just a nice, normal guy. Apparently, oh, yeah, he swear definitely. either. So when it looks like he's swearing right. at people on the field, I don't think he is. But um, anyway, um, yeah, those are good points, I think, uh, to make because we, we, we are getting to the point where people are going to start talking about who's your MVP and who's your fantasy MVP. I think, for me, it's unquestionably right now the overall fantasy MVP is – uh, James Conner, and, and I say that simply because mm. while he is not outproducing Todd Gurley or even somebody like Pat Mahomes. Right, relative to where you Kamara, got him, yeah. Yeah, it's relative to where you got him. The, the, you could throw a couple of other names out there. I think one of them could be somebody like Robert Woods, but James Conner has been so good, uh, so productive. Where From where you got him, right now he's the fantasy MVP this year. Yeah, Mahomes, I agree with you, relatively speaking. Mahomes, though, is drafted real late in a lot of places, too. He's probably drafted his quarterback 10 to 14, and he's, like, the best player in the league. So we'll come back. We'll do our picks. And take a look at a couple other other teams. Myself, Mike Lee, and Dave Martinez on FST. We'll be right back. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's the morning after. That's with Gabe Morency, Corey Parson, and Michelle Serpico, that new show. So they've been together for a while. But rebranding and renaming the show the morning after. So uh, please keep it locked here to listen to them. We're out of here. Dane and I are out of here in about 10 minutes or so. Fantasy BFFs with Greg Sussman and Frank Stample. That's at noon. Uh, after their show, you can get Corey Parson again on the Fantasy Football Frenzy. He's going to be with Chris Ventra. And Jim Day yeah. catch fantasy BFFs and fantasy football frenzy live on YouTube as well. So, uh, and then you got some replays of 
Roto Experts in the Morning and our show, FST, uh, from uh, at 2 and at 3. And then it's uh, Gabe Morency back on from 4 to 6 with uh, Cam Stewart. That's Game Time Decisions. The Game Time Decisions show with Gabe and Cam transitions to lineup lock live at 6 o'clock. So from 6 to 7, you get your lineup set, your DFS lineup set for the day. And then Scout Fantasy Sports with Adam Ronas. All those are Eastern time. So uh, keep it locked in for fantasy sports news and, and sports goodness all the day long here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. And if you want to be the next daily fantasy millionaire, try DailyRoto.com for free this Thanksgiving. That's right, free advice from Fantasy Millionaires. So there's free daily fantasy projections and free access to everything you need to dominate NFL DFS this Thanksgiving. Don't be a turkey. Head on over to DailyRoto.com and enter the promo code TG. Gobble, gobble, drive turkey. Promo code TG18 to access your free five-day trial. That's DailyRoto.com, promo code TG18. I, I highly recommend that you take advantage of that. If you're listening and you don't really play DFS or you do and you just try to figure it out on your own, that's the best free offer you're going to get. It'll show you exactly how the tools work and exactly how easy it is to just pick up the articles and listen to the podcast that they have attached to it. It's really smart guys, and um, they've certainly helped me to win this year. So so that's that. We don't have a lot of time today, Dane. So um, you, you had a question for me about Cam versus Goff this week. Cam versus the Lions or Goff versus the Chiefs. That's a good one. Yeah, it's in LA. And the thing is, you gotta love Goff. You know that offense, but Gurley vultures so many touchdowns. And like on the flip side, Cam is the touchdown vulture. You know what I mean? Well, I wouldn't call. You can't say that Gurley vultures the touchdowns. He's the prime. Okay, fine. Hog in the entire <laughs> offense. <laughs> I was a little bit. Sure. You're throwing that term around a little excessively. Sure. I Cam is taking some away from Chris McCaffrey, but the whole play, the whole thing runs through Gurley. So I'm not going to say that he's vulturing touchdowns, but that's a good one. I think I'd lean towards Goff, though, personally. Yeah, I mean, listen, not only are we leaning towards Goff, we're leaning to this over on 63 and a half still, right, yeah, Mikey? Are. Yeah, so why don't we <laughs> Would you rather would you rather tease it to fifty six and then bet over or tease it to seventy and bet under? I'm not betting under in that game. Fair I'm enough. Okay. Okay. All right, I mean, cool. It's a fool's errand. I'm not doing that. <laughs> like you can talk to me about it all you want, but I am not doing it. I'm going uh I'm going over on that game if I have to bet the total. Uh but it's a really absurdly high total, so I, I don't even know that I want to do that. Uh, so it will so, not be one of your three picks this week. I don't think it will be. Yeah. So, yeah. all right. So let's do this. Let's uh, let's do our picks. You start off uh, with a push last night. Sure, right? I did. Uh, yep. And, I got a push. Seattle minus three. All right. So, and I liked the give out one there. That went over right last night. It did. It did. Yeah. It was like forty. Yeah. The totals in the fifties, and I know I know the number I was in like the forties, and the total was fifty something. Yeah. I did like that, but uh, not enough to make it one of my three picks. So I'll let you go with your second pick here. All right. So I am o o and one. You know, Blue. I wanted to join you. You had a push on the season. You know. Yeah, so I wanted right. I wanted the solidarity for you. Um, 
Listen, we've talked about this a little bit as it related to the injury news and stuff like that. Give me the Cincinnati Bengals plus three and a half or three, whatever it is, at Baltimore. I think we're going to see Bob Griffin. <laughs> um, and Bob because Duke. of that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and take that number right now. Um, I see it over on the FanDuel Sportsbook. I see it as Cincy plus three and a half. Divisional rivalry. I'm getting the hook as well. And this could be Lamar or RG3. Uh, give me Cincy plus three and a half. Okay. Bounce back. Go with Playing inspired ball after firing the defensive coordinator. Yeah. Some good ones this week. Some good ones. And I think I'm just going to uh, rip the band rip the band-aid off early and go with All the right. Titans. The of Titans course are, you are. The Titans are getting a point and I just need them to win. And I know I'm locking myself <laughs> in, but this is for fun and why not? So I like the Titans to win. They're coming off an emotional win, and people say, ah, trap game and all that. Here's what I actually think. They played too many tight games. I think that was a nicely placed bye week for them, and I think they came alive in the second half of that Dallas game, and they whipped the Patriots, who may have been looking towards that bye week for some rest themselves. But I do think the Titans are still the best team in that division, and I'm taking the Titans. Uh, to beat the Colts outright. It's all I really need. You know, it's uh, yep. it's uh, it's getting close to a pick em. It's They're getting a point, but uh, I'll take the point, and I'll go with the Titans. All right, fair enough. I will say this, though. The Titans and the Colts have played some overtime games this year, you know so maybe Andrew you do need that has point. has never lost to the Titans. He's 9-0 really? in his career. Yes. All right, all right. And that's a big game in the AFC South, too, because, you know, if Jacksonville loses – there could be Jacksonville and Houston can also lose this week. It's very possible. And that AFC South can get real tight. My third pick, honestly, I told you I'm never picking any unders, right? So what over I'm going to take? Listen, you just said it. I'm going down to the Dome in New Orleans. Give me Philly, New Orleans over 56. The Saints may do that by their damn selves. I could easily see both of these teams getting into the 30s in this one. You know, the Eagles have that offense. They're spreading it around. I think Golden Tate gets more involved. I think this game goes way over 56. Give me Philly, New Orleans over 56. If you had to pick a score there, what would it be? Uh, 37-31, New Orleans. Or 37 to 8, because I actually think they could cover. 37 28, New Orleans. I wish Arizona wasn't giving five points. That's a lot to give. Scotty picked Arizona minus five against the Raiders. And I'll tell you right now, Scotty and I both use the Cardinals as our survivor pick. It's getting late in the uh, year. You got to find some teams. You got to find some teams way, you I, haven't picked yet. I got bounced out of my survivor pool, so I, uh, yeah. I, I don't even know where I'm at with that. I, I, I completely yeah. forgot. Uh, to do that for this week for this, but you'll, you'll help me through it here in these last no couple problem. of minutes. So uh, I, I, I'm struggling to vocalize this, but I'm going to take the New York Giants. I wow. Get a, <laughs> I think the New York Giants are going to get another W right here. I think Tampa's terrible, and I need them yeah. to keep losing, so I'm just attaching to all my unders uh, and overs for the year. I'll take the New York Giants minus two. They played better. Getting after it. I know it wasn't a convincing win, but they traveled across the country, played on Monday night, right. and got the W. Yeah. So let's keep let's keep the good times rolling. Let's uh, let's turn fits over a few times here. So New York Giants. I like that. Two. I got an Eli and Odell stack on FanDuel this week as well. So yeah, I'm if everybody's you. jumping on them for DFS, like you know, I mean, why not? So yeah, uh, you need one more, right. Mike. Yeah, I I want to pick a total here. 
I really want to pick a total. Scotty went uh, Dallas, Atlanta over 48. Ah, that's what I was just going to do. That's the one I was going to do. So 48 and a half, uh, I'm going to take the over there. So I made it easy. Dallas, uh, Atlanta? Let's take the same one as Scott. That's right. Dallas, Atlanta over. Uh, survivor pick. Huh. You don't want to ride the Cardinals bandwagon? No. I'll put it all on the line. G-Men. With wow. the W. <laughs> I like that. I like that. A man of conviction. All right, guys. Talk to you. Good luck this weekend. We'll see you on Monday.